What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Milari. So today's a very special episode. I'm outside here, beautiful day in South Boston, here with my buddy, longtime friend, Christian Kutsubis. He's been on the radio show before. You've probably been on the podcast now once or twice, right, I'd imagine? Yeah, a few times. At some point. Here he is now to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about the New York Knicks, who've had a great season, playing great basketball right now, the number four seed in the East. So we'll start off. We'll talk about the Super Bowl. Big day tomorrow, tomorrow, obviously. You've got the 49ers, the Chiefs going at it. I think when you look at that game, what I'm looking for is the Chiefs defense to try to make plays. they got to step up and try to stop that rushing attack that obviously the Niners have had a great season with, uh, running the ball with Chris McCaffrey. I think that's what the game's going to come down to. Can the Kansas City defense stop that offense, which the defense has been great all year long. They stopped Lamar Jackson, obviously. They made things tough on Josh Allen as well. Uh, they've had a good run, though, in the playoffs, this Chiefs team. So... I think I think I think it's gonna come down to that Chiefs defense making plays. What do you think when you look at that game? Yeah, I mean, so I actually picked the Chiefs win the Super Bowl in the beginning of the playoffs. I had them playing the Rams though, so that didn't pan out. But hey, you had the Chiefs though. I had the Chiefs though. Um, I don't know. I think I think the Chiefs are gonna win this game. I don't really understand why they're underdogs in this game. I know the 49ers had a better regular season, obviously, but like the Chiefs just beat the Ravens. They just beat the Bills, who are the best teams in the AFC. Yeah. The 49ers look like they were about to lose two games in a row so i think the chiefs have been kind of hot right now and the fact that they they came out as two and a half point underdogs i think it's one and a half now or something Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know like why 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 keep making mahomes an underdog just fueling him like 100 i i think the chiefs are gonna win i I think i think they're kind of becoming villains a little bit in the league and i think they're kind of liking it Mm -hmm. and i know like i think purdy and mccaffrey are gonna show up i think they'll play well but I, I think I'm going to go Chiefs Chiefs 27-24 in this game. I think it'll be a close one. I think they're going to pull it out. I like that. I, I like that actually a lot, the 27-24 prediction. I'm going to go Chiefs winning this game. I'm going to go a little bit lower scoring maybe. I think it'll be a close game though. I'm probably going to go something like 23-20. I think the Chiefs signed a way to win. I think their defense is going to be a big reason they win that game. Super Bowl MVP is always up for debate. Most of the time it's a quarterback. But I know a lot of people always like looking at the long shot guys and you know picking a random player on defense or something. I think it's probably going to be, end up being Mahomes if the Chiefs win. One guy I do like a lot, though, is LeJarrius Sneed, cornerback on the Chiefs. If he can make a big play in that game, a big interception, a big pick six, whatever it may be, I think he's a guy to look at maybe as a potential long shot. But I do like the Chiefs team, though, on defense. I like the way they play. So I'm, I'm thinking it's going to come down to them making a big play. I think Mahomes is going to have a good game as well. Just like you said, those guys probably have to show up. They have no option. So, you know, Mahomes has to carry that offense. Obviously, Chris McCaffrey's been carrying that offense all year long in San Francisco, but they have a lot of weapons. But that offense does run through him. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be the Chiefs, though. But who do you yeah. think Super Bowl MVP? Um, well, kind of like you said, like, I think this is probably the best defense Mahomes has had, right? Yeah, definitely. In a while, at least. Like, definitely. Even though they didn't have the best regular season, like, that, that defense is full of studs. Um, I don't know. It's tough. Like, I'm thinking, like, if I had, like, a dollar to put on the game or something, would you, would you bet, like, Purdy or Mahomes or the field? Like, yeah, it's tough. Like, it's always the quarterback. It's, it's quarterback That's the problem. I actually saw a stat. I think it was four of the last ten were non-quarterbacks. I think. Okay. In the All last right. So like, it that's could, pretty good. Could happen. It's about half almost. I mean, four if if, if Kelsey has a couple touchdowns, I could see him maybe being the MVP. Like, yeah, doing something like that. Give a little heart to Taylor in the stands. I don't know. Why not? Yeah, Travis <laughs> Kelsey honestly isn't a bad bet to look at I'd there. Probably, I'd probably, I probably, I think I'd probably say Kelsey. I think honestly, like Kelsey's a Super Bowl MVP pick. I like that. 
yeah like even that. though it's probably not the most like popular pick right now i feel like I feel yeah. like he's been people haven't been the biggest fan of him lately but as a taylor yeah <laughs> the whole taylor swift situation uh, I, I didn't like when he was throwing justin tucker's helmet around either i did I not think. like that i did not like that either i think you had to play respectful yeah. was, you know, and like Tuck, tucker's a good guy like, yeah he's, he's just chilling just trying to warm up for the kicker. game he's also the home kicker there so yeah. it's like he can kind of pick wherever he wants yeah. to kick as the home team it's I like i didn't like that I don't like that either. Mahomes and Kelsey, I thought they were both disrespectful for doing that. But they were probably just trying to, you know, get the juices flowing, you yeah. know, add some, you know, uh, add some juice to the game, obviously, making it more like, a, you know, an argument beforehand, get people fired up. Yeah. But I, I didn't like that either. I wasn't a big fan. Uh, I was actually rooting against them, which I'm a big yeah. Lamar Jackson fan. So. Oh, yeah. What did you, you think about that game? Tough one. Uh, Zay Flowers, that, that fumble really did. Yeah. Uh, he, had a, the he, had a, he had a tough drive, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you look at that team, though, like that, that was – their winning formula all season long was Lamar Jackson making plays and a big-time throw, a big-time run. Like, that drive there, that could have been a big answer for them to really get themselves back yeah. in that game. And then the fumble just completely turned things, you know, away downhill for them, unfortunately. But, yeah. I uh, don't know. I just, I just felt like they kind of got away from their identity a little bit in that game. Yeah. Like, they started out, I think, quick three and out, and the Chiefs yep. got the ball from ran down the field scored quick yeah. I feel like that just flustered the Ravens a ton and they just never got back to like the way they play the Chiefs didn't even score in the second half yeah and they You're I right. don't know I just didn't I didn't see like the Ravens I was used to in that game like, yeah that's a great point they didn't run the ball at all and I apologize yeah. for the plain sounds here which is beautiful beautiful day out so you can hear the birds chirping I'm sure <laughs> I think this adds a great you know element to the podcast uh beautiful day out here but uh, I think, yeah, I think you said it perfectly. They got away from their identity. They didn't run the ball with their running backs at all. I think they had, like, five carries or something, yeah, I heard, like, to their running backs. Like, yeah, Gus Edwards, like, Justice Hill, like, they were a big part of their offense, like, the whole year. Yeah. Just, like, even though they're not, like, stud stud running backs, like, that was their, exactly their Productive identity. running backs, yeah. you know? You can depend on like, them. Yeah. And then you have Lamar that everyone's obviously afraid of. 100%. So, read option and everything, I just think. I don't yeah. know. His his passing stats weren't great, and I felt like they were kept trying to like force the ball. Maybe they should have just stayed with what what they're, what they're doing all year. Stay with what works. Running the ball, obviously. And that uh, who they play in that game? It was uh, was it Gus Edwards and running back? I'm trying to think who was their starting running back? Probably Gus Edwards. They only ran the ball with him a couple times, and yeah. they didn't even go back to him. I was trying to think if they had another running back, but I think I remember I think the they stat. Had it just like, a little bit, but yeah, okay. I don't think he like he did much either, like you said. Because I was trying to think, was somebody hurt? Like I, that's what is the reason for not running the ball to the running backs ever in that game? Like five yeah. times, whatever it was. Like that that was a problem, obviously. Um, and if you look at that Chiefs uh, team, like defensively, obviously they've been great all year long. That was obviously a big a big thing for them all year was their defense playing. Like you said, it's the best defense Mahomes has had. But it doesn't mean you can't run the ball at all or even yeah. try. You know what I mean? They didn't even try. Like that, that's a problem. Um, and like I said, though, I thought maybe there would be an injury or something. That's why they didn't run the ball. But they would just would have went to Justice Hill if, let's say, Gus Edwards was hurt. You know what I mean? They didn't yeah. do that. So they did get away from their identity. And obviously, the save fumble completely just flipped things around. They did have a chance, though. I mean, they were right there in the game. It I wasn't – even though the score, you know, looked – what was it, a two-score game when Zay fumbled? It was like a ten point game, I think, if I remember well, right. Yeah, that 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 drive that drive for Zay. I mean, he had a big catch, and then yeah, kind of the taunting taunting call kind of yeah did him in. Yeah, the taunting call was a problem. And then I mean, the fumble fumble wasn't as that was a great defensive play. With Jerry like, Sneed, that's my Super Bowl MVP uh, pick. I mean, right there, if he point. does something like that again, I think you got it. I I'm hoping he makes a big play, like a big pick six I mean, or something. But it's, it's it, crazy. It happens to, like to, who is um. Seahawks. Uh, uh, Malcolm Smith. Malcolm Smith out of nowhere. Yeah, right? he had a great game. No one expected that yeah. at all. Uh, he had a great game. It should have been Malcolm Butler. That's Super Bowl. The Patriots yeah, yeah, beat the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, you're right. I mean, four out of ten is a good amount. Actually, you should have to make a couple of big plays. Yeah, 
That's actually a lot though. Four. It was four non QBs. Four non QBs. Okay, yeah, four yeah. non QBs. So it wasn't like, four defensive. But yeah. Four non QBs, which is actually more yeah. than I thought. And we're looking at forty yeah. percent. I would have said if you yeah. asked me before, I said like two. I didn't think it was that that you know. Many. Yeah, Edelman got one right. Edelman did. Yeah, he had a great game. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else um, of recent Super Bowl winners. Um, Mahomes won twenty twenties. Yeah. Brady won twenty twenty one. I'm pretty sure if I remember right. Uh, in 2022, was it? I'm trying to think. Was it, was it Stafford? It might have been Stafford. Cooper Cup was ridiculous though. Might have been. Cooper, might have been. Cooper I think Cup. it was Cooper Cup. Might have been. I think it was Cooper Cup. Yeah. And honestly, he did right. 100 plus yards. I think it was Cooper Cup. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. Four non QBs. I didn't even know there was that many. That, like I said, that's 40 percent right there. We're looking at almost half. And I would have said two if you asked me before. So uh, I, th- I like Lejarius Steed though. That's my pick for Super Bowl MVP. And most of the time, it ends up being I, the quarterback. I, it seems like, but I don't want to go with the quarterback because I did feel like that's a lame answer. So yeah, no, I feel is, like I'm going to say Cubs, but also I really like uh, Rashi Rice. He, I feel stud. like he really came on in the middle of the year. And SMU. Yeah, SMU guy. Um, he he became their one like very obviously and i thought i thought it was fun watching him and zay in that last game definitely. two rookie wide receivers definitely um, bcsmu guys um some fenway bowl action yeah. <laughs> a little rivalry between the two schools going yeah, to the yeah, acc yeah. now with smu jumping to the acc but um but yeah rashi rice looks very good he became Mahomes' homes number one i think he's a guy like he trusts i mean 100 like he's Mark, a stud yeah. our, our, our ex-giant Kadarius tony is not seeing not seeing the field anymore he's seems like he's not gonna play for them. yeah maybe again uh yeah, he's that was not, a great trade. He's not going to be eligible for this game, I assume, right? Probably not. I mean, he said he's not hurt, though, so I don't know. Uh, and I know they have some injuries. Joe Tooney's hurt for the Chiefs. That's obviously a loss. He's He's been huge for them all year on the offensive line. Uh, but as I said, though, that defense is capable of winning them the game, even yeah. if you know that offense doesn't have that great of a game, which I, I think is it's going to come down to that the Chiefs' defense. And, yeah. and obviously the 49ers' offense has been lethal. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George I, Kittle, I think, Chris McCaffrey. I think Debo Samuel and Chris McCaffrey are two of like, the most dynamic players in the league. Yeah. Like, they could enter – like Definitely. interchange their roles like every play and jump in the slot get the, in the backfield i love watching both of them debo is one of the coolest guys to watch he breaks so many tackles so if, yeah. if those two go off i mean any, i mean it'll it'll be a great game like i'm excited to watch it but i think the chiefs pull out a close one yeah i'm rooting for the chiefs in this game the 49ers they played the giants earlier this season it was a thursday night game and they ran they ran their mouths after the game unfortunately uh talking about daniel jones i was not a fan of that the defensive players it was Eric Armstead on Twitter, and after the game, I think it was Dre Greenlaw saying uh, in the post-game interview something about Daniel Jones and how they knew he wasn't good, and they knew how to beat him because they knew he was going to make mistakes. And I wasn't a fan of them running the ball with Daniel Jones. I was rooting against them all season long. And even though I'm not the biggest Chiefs fan either, I think it's just a great story looking at Patrick Mahomes and obviously his legacy and what they're building in Kansas City. Hey, what do you think if, if he wins this one? He's... He has three. I mean, Catch you don't want to Brady. start the you don't want to start the Brady talks yet, but yeah. the Patriots fans are probably getting a little nervous. They are. But they so are. I heard um, one of one of my buddies. I was basically bringing this up, and he goes like, "You can't even have the debate because Brady beat Mahomes." So yeah, like, Brady are, gave him his first loss in the NFL, his first right. postseason loss. Yeah. So, which is a good point, but it's tough. We'll see. I guess it's very early in his career still. So it is. I mean, he's still got a long way to go to catch Brady. Like, yeah. That's the thing. Even if he wins this third Super Bowl ring, to catch yeah. up to seven still a lot. Like, it's you know what I mean? That's yeah. a long way to go. And Brady, I mean, they had a window. The Patriots didn't win for 10 years. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, Mahomes, it seems like they're just automatic every year. They're making you I mean, know, a run in the playoffs. Six AFC championship games? Six AFC championship games, around. yeah. That's, that's, that's very it's impressive. Ridiculous. I mean, yeah. It's like LeBron's run every single year yeah. in the Eastern Conference Finals. It was yeah. just a, a, a lock every year and then making the NBA Finals. What was it? six years in a row or something something like that yeah something ridiculous with cleveland um but 
I mean, yeah, they're definitely a dynasty at this point, especially if they this one. I'm, I'm looking forward to the game, just seeing. Obviously, the storylines going in, it's going to be Taylor and Travis is going to be a big one. Mahomes versus Brady is going to be a big one. Brock Purdy's story all season long has been great. Also, obviously, he's an underdog. I'm, a, I'm, actually, I'm a fan of Brock Purdy. I like him. I don't, I, I don't understand why he was getting a lot of hate. I wasn't a big fan. I'll say that. Really? Uh, Why? I just thought he had a perfect situation. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he does. Offensive lines are great. The left tackle is great, Trent Williams. But overall, the offensive line isn't great. But the weapons are just like I don't think it's so automatic. Fault. I don't there. think it's his fault, though. No, it's not his fault. Like, you can't blame him. He's just in a good situation. You know, yeah. he's got a great coach. Kyle Shanahan obviously but, sets you up in a great offensive system. It's quarterback-friendly offense. Yeah. A lot I of touch like, passes and all that. But I feel like if... If he was a top pick, say he was like a top ten pick, though, like everybody would be saying, like he's doing exactly Definitely. what he, he he's a he's a stud quarterback that got drafted and is doing, like he's playing amazingly. But since he was like the last pick in the draft, I feel like he has this chip on his shoulder where it's always like, oh, the only reason he's good is because he has these guys 100%. around him. Like the perception I, of him is different because of where he was drafted. Yeah. Absolutely, and it should be the reverse. You should root for a guy yeah, you know, that's the last pick of the draft. Which I it was never I was never rooting against him. I always respected his game. He, obviously, he's but, not a guy that like runs his mouth either. So, no, he's not. Like, very yeah, he's very you know well spoken as a quarterback. But, he doesn't yeah he doesn't he plays with a chip on his shoulder. But all he's done in the league since he got there was win. He's twenty one and five in his right. career. The only playoff game he lost is when he blew out his elbow. Yeah, that was so. that was a tough game. They they couldn't move the ball. They ended up getting Josh Johnson in the game, former Giant. <laughs> he had to get former in there. Giant, former Jet. Yeah, former, he was in there. Former, former everything. <laughs> played everywhere in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but he got in that game if I remember I right. Think it was so. Josh Johnson. Well, they had they had McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, McCaffrey was in for a little bit. <laughs> so I think I think Josh Johnson went down with an injury too. So yeah. McCaffrey had to get in there like wildcat type <laughs> offense. But uh, it was pretty crazy though watching that game. But yeah, I don't root against Brock Purdy. It was never that. My friend Mike Hurley, huge Brock Purdy fan. He's loved him now probably the last couple seasons, been a big fan of him. But it was never rooting against him. That wasn't the thing. It was just I thought he had a great situation around him, and I could never say MVP just because I thought everything around him was good. But at the same time, it's still hard to win football games. It's hard yeah. to win 21 games, like you said. Like it's hard to make the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Even if you're in a great situation. So I mean I don't take that away from him. I just thought he's yeah. he's got more around him than most quarterbacks. And I love Daniel no, Jones. I never thought he had half the but stuff he had that Brock if, Purdy if, has around if him. If he had if he had what Brock Purdy had around him, I think Daniel Jones would be as good, if not better, than Brock Purdy. I think I agree. I agree. Daniel Jones is my boy, as you know. What, <laughs> know what's your opinion on Daniel Jones and the future of him with the Giants? Which I know I was switching gears I definitely, a bit. I definitely want him to be the starting quarterback next year. Like, I definitely think he needs another shot. I need They need to improve the offensive line. Um, because yeah. if he goes in there with 100%. the same thing that happened this year, he's going to get hurt again, and he's got to be running for his life. And definitely. It just it just stinks because going into this year, there was so much hope. Like, that first um, that first Cowboys game, like, yeah. everyone was excited. Even I remember the first drive, Giants were driving down the field. We like, great. We were flying down the field, and then they got great. stopped going to kick field goal, and then blocked, blocked return, return for, for a touchdown. touchdown. And then next drive, pick six the off season, Saquon's this, hands. The season just went downhill from there but like I know worse way to stop the season Tommy, Tommy DeVito is not going to be a starting quarterback of the no he's not it's a great story yet again it just like a, Brock Purdy it great was a story. great three weeks for him but great story being a local kid growing up a you, fan like, you think you know there's I mean? any chance we draft a quarterback next year or? so I, I've had a few mock drafts I had the Giants draft a quarterback they were more early mock drafts and now in the last like, two or three I've done I have the Giants actually taking either an offensive lineman whether it's Olu Fashanu from Penn State or even taking Joe Alt from Notre Dame. Yeah. I've been going tackle maybe. Then in that case, maybe you move Evan Neal in, inside to guard. But Evan Neal is just probably too big to be a guard. He's six foot seven, which is the problem. I'm not a fan of Evan Neal. Yeah, Ever he's, since he's, he said um, he said the yeah. Giants fans are just flipping burgers and stuff. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> he was not right to talk about the fans at all, especially when he's playing poorly. Like fans, yeah. fans, I, I understand you want to be talented, but at the same time, they want to see their team win. Yeah. He was struggling. The Giants were struggling overall. You really can't go on the fans like that. I think he learned his lesson. He had yeah. an apology, and it's good to yeah. learn that lesson earlier in your career. 
you know, just so you can, you know, learn from your mistakes. And obviously the Giants are struggling, so there's not going to be any good storyline against a team that, you know, wins five, six games. So that was, that was obviously tough. And it's New York, too, so you know anything you say is going to, you know, go crazy in the media. Yeah. Uh, which you sent me that radio segment. It was – whose show is it? It was um, it was Michael, Michael K. K. Yeah. yeah, Michael K., yeah. It was great. He, he went off yeah, he went about off Evan Hill. He wasn't a fan of Evan Hill. <laughs> uh, I think we move him maybe to inside to guard, take a tackle – I think that could be a po- uh, possible thing the Giants do. But I, I, if I'm picking and I'm the Giants, I'm taking Roma Dunze from Washington, throw him in, make him the wide receiver one. But who would you want a certain position or a player? Well, so that, is it a quarterback? That's, I mean, no, it's fine that's, if it is. That's a, tough, that's a tough thing. It's like you need a line, but also Daniel Jones has not had like a number one wide receiver at all. in his career. And like they tried yeah. to get Darren Waller for him, but he's a tight end. He was banged up all year. Like I don't think he's going to be like a, a one. Like, I, Darren Waller, yeah. I, I, I had higher hopes for him in the red zone especially. Um, but like, he battled injuries. and in, How many years Daniel Jones been playing now? Five, six? He's going into fifth year. Fifth uh, sixth year. year he now, has yeah. not had one. One stud wide receiver, I don't think. Yeah, I'm trying to get him Kenny Galladay. <laughs> You're right. He hasn't had any. You're right. Like so, do we have do we have the cap space? Like, I guess maybe make a trade for a receiver. You or? could make the trade. We have about 35 million in cap right now. Um, if I remember right from looking a couple days ago, uh, he's going into a sixth year, like you said. So I know a lot of people don't expect quarterbacks to take a big jump in their sixth year. You want that in year two or three. But yeah. Daniel Jones has shown flashes. We made the playoffs. Won our first playoff game in years. Obviously, yeah. with Daniel Jones, a quarterback. That that. That, that contract, though, many a lot of people I know aren't happy about it. Since. I was a fan of the contract, and my opinion of it is, I mean, is still at, the same today. That's just what quarterbacks get today. I, you know? It is, and after that playoff game, he threw for what? He, two, had, a, he had a great he stretch. He threw for three passing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. Yeah, two passing touchdowns like, and a rushing one and a in rushing that game against the Threw for like 250, yeah. ran for like 70-something. I mean, he was the only quarterback ever in NFL history to, I forget the stat, it was something ridiculous, like to throw for, for 250 yards yeah. with no turnovers and – Two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. He beat a very good Vikings team too. Like you had to pay him. They were what thirteen and three, I think the Vikings were. I know, obviously, as like football fans, we have very like short memories, so we only remember like the recent things. But Giants fans were all over him and loved him after that game. I was a big fan. Yeah. No, you were since I was a fan since day one. That game, I was just so psyched seeing everything just you know come together. Everybody after that season, we had so much hope with Dable coming in. He won Coach of the Year. Everyone was like, got resigned Daniel Jones, and everyone was excited about it. And then after like two games this year, everyone's like, he sucks again. So it's it's tough tough situation. I I still believe in Daniel Jones. I still think he could be the answer. If it's not in New York, I'll root from wherever he goes. I always said this was probably three years ago now when I first started my radio show. It was a playbook with Joey and Zach. Me and Zach were in the studio junior year. I remember saying if Daniel Jones goes somewhere else, I. I think he can succeed and win a Super Bowl elsewhere, and I'm rooting for him. And this was three years ago. The Giants weren't having a great season at Joe Judge's last season. I said at one point I was rooting more for Saquon and Daniel Jones to do well more than the Giants winning. And that's not something you want to do as a fan. You obviously want to root for the team, but I was a bigger Daniel Jones fan at one point than I was a Giants fan just because of obviously all the negative criticism around him. No one was really a fan. Everyone was bashing him. I'm going to root for him no matter where he ends up, and I always thought if he goes somewhere else, I think he could be the, uh, the Jim Plunkett, a former Patriot quarterback. I believe it was in the 80s and the 90s. Really struggled. New England ran him out of town. Goes to the Raiders and wins two Super Bowls. I think Daniel Jones has what it takes to win Super Bowls elsewhere if it's not here in New York. But yeah. we'll see. But what do you think about Saquon Barkley? Do you think he's going to come back? He's now a free agent. I don't think they're going to tag him again. I don't I, think he wants to be tagged. Obviously. I don't think he'll want to be tagged. I mean, it's so tough. We even saw it again. He got hurt a bunch last year. Like, how do you give him a long-term contract? Like, Yeah, you're right. I, like, it's it's... It's just a tough thing with running backs, and it's not—he's a stud, obviously. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. He's one, like when he's healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. Definitely. But the, with, I don't think him and the Giants are very close in the amount of money he yeah. wants versus what they want to give him. Definitely. So, and, and you can get young running backs too. 
You can get young running backs, too. If you look at Isaiah Pacheco, he was a seventh-round pick. Devon Achan wasn't a top pick in the draft. I believe he was like a fourth or fifth-round pick to the Dolphins. So you can get guys later in the draft. You don't have to get guys in the top of the first round. You don't have to pay guys as well because you can kind of just wait for that next running back. Am I a fan of that being the system of guys being able just to be tossed around as a running back? No, I think it's obviously unfair, but that's just the way the position is. No one pays running backs, and you just get the next one. It's just unfortunate, but that's just the way the NFL is. You know, Just because running backs are very... A very you know dangerous position. Guys get hurt a lot. Obviously, very physical position, tolling on the body. But we actually saw one guy this year, um, in his year like what? How old is he? Thirty one. Raheem Mostert out of yes. nowhere, twenty touchdowns with the Dolphins. He's a stud. I mean, it's like it happen. Like you yeah, see- <laughs> definitely. I, I, I'm not but, bashing the position. I love Saquon. No, yeah. I wish he got his money before. Now, obviously, after the year he was hurt and the Giants struggled, he might not get the money that he wanted last year. I would give him right now if I'm making a decision with the Giants. I'd give him a three-year, $30 million offer. That might even be a lot, $10 million a year, considering he just got hurt in the running back markets. Going downhill, you're not going to see a $15 million running back I think back he also, I think he also does want to be in New York. Like, I think he does. I, I think he, he wants to retire a Giant yesterday. The Giants. Yeah. He did? He oh, did say yesterday. I said he wants to retire a Giant. He said that, so. he wants to spend his career with the Giants. I saw yesterday in a quote. So, I don't know. I'd love to see him stay, uh, stay with the Giants and be back. But I do know, obviously, the running back position is something that nobody wants to pay. And I'm a big fan of Gary Brightwell. I don't know if he's going to be RB1, but I, I think he's a late-round draft pick. I think he was a sixth or seventh-round seventh pick by Dave Gettleman two or three years ago now. I'm a big fan of him, but I think you could maybe run the ball with him. I think he could be a valuable running back. Obviously, we've seen some flashes. He hasn't really had too many opportunities, but a couple games he had some opportunities when Saquon was hurt. Against the 90s, he had a couple plays right away when he stepped in the game uh, on Thursday Night Football. This was week three or four against the 90s. But, yeah, it's tough, though, being a Giants fan considering – how high hopes were going into the season and then how everything fell downhill. But that's sports, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's a big rise and fall sports, yeah, you know? exactly. Being a New York sports fan, too, I mean, it's, I'm a Boston sports fan growing up. Now I'm a Clippers fan. I understand the agony of, you know, <laughs> every year being the year and then things yeah. falling apart. The Clippers, every year, I think it's the year for them. And things obviously haven't completely gone their way the last few seasons. But this year, it's looking like this is a different team. The Knicks, it seems like every single year, I think they're going to take a big step up. We're waiting for it. This is the big step-up year they've taken, though. They, I mean, last year, they beating the Cavs was huge. I didn't expect them to beat the Cavs in the playoffs. Now we're switching against the Knicks. This could be the year for the Knicks to make a run, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Every year, it's this could be the year they take a step up, just like the Yankees always. I always you know, have high hopes for the Clippers, like I've said. This is the year, though, the Knicks are taking a big step up. What have you seen from this team, whether it's a big play, uh, a big player, a big win? What have you seen from this Knicks team? I, I love this Knicks team. I'm very, very happy watching the Knicks this year. I mean... You look at it, they, um, I think they've been making great trades, which they have not done in years. I yeah. mean, I think it was like end of the 20, 20-teens, they were like ranked like the worst run franchise in sports. In like sports. Because of Dolan, dude. I mean, yeah. he's, he still owns the team, but yeah. I think kind of he took a step back on like decision-making and stuff. So I um, mm-hmm. we're, I think right right now we're the four seed, but we've gotten up to the three. Like we're, we won nine straight games, so a couple injuries. Randall's been hurt. OG since that trade he's since right when we traded for him won nine straight games OG was a great addition um, I honestly I thought, thought I that thought trade it was, was an, I thought it was an awesome addition I mean yeah. I was I think RJ Barrett he was always good with us but I don't think he ever took that like big leap kind of mm-hmm. yeah. forward that everyone expected him to and I think he's honestly playing better in Toronto right now so More I think that was, I think he's kind of yeah. I think he's doing I think it was a good trade honestly I, I was it's kind of sad to lose quickly. I, I mean, think quickly is a beast. I, th- I know you like he's a he's Kentucky guy. He's a wildcat, yeah. Yeah, a you're a fan of him. Yeah. But um, I think that trade for OG was great, and we just 
we just got a couple couple guys from the Pistons, Bogdanovich and Alec Burks, which I think was a good trade too. I mean, we needed yeah. to make that trade since we got these injuries piling up. It'll give us a lot more depth. And I think when when our guys are all healthy, I think we're going to be dangerous. I mean, definitely. I think Randall has done a really good job this year. I think he kind of understands that Brunson's become the face of the team, and yeah. he's a that was probably the best deal the Knicks have made. I ever. <laughs> I was so shocked. I thought it was an overpay, and he completely proved me wrong. Like yeah. you know what I mean. I thought it was a big contract. You look at you look at that two. you look at that contract now, and oh, it's a steal it now. Great. Oh, yeah. with how much money everyone's getting now in the NBA? Fifty million. Most contracts are going for. It's like. But you know what? Like that guy. You know what? He was the leader of that Villanova team. Won two championships there. Second round pick. Never really got the respect he deserved. And then finally, when he got the chance in the playoffs with with the Mavericks, when Luca was hurt, he showed what he could do. And then he, he kept it going with the Knicks and like put it to another level he's averaging 27 points a game he's been right great like, he's been great the Nova was, Knicks they call them yeah because you got Josh Hodge <laughs> Vincenzo and obviously Brunson we, we, we lost we lost my boy Archie Diacono in the trade though I saw that, <laughs> that. we weren't, weren't a fan of the move because of that yeah no but um and Quentin Grimes as well he, I yeah. like Grimes he's a good player but I, I think the trade was an absolute steal for you guys I thought Detroit was going to ask for more I thought yeah. Bogdanovich I thought probably could have went for first round pick I thought just because what he can bring I mean he's a, offensively three-point shooting I mean yeah he's I think he's averaging like 20 shooting 20 points for from yeah. three. He's like, great. I mean, like, he opens up your offense. Yeah, for sure. And you guys have a lot of great role players. Josh Hart's been great. Josh Hartenstein's been very good. Yeah. Uh, I think you guys are dangerous, though. The, you are. It's the most hope I've had a Knicks fan, as a Knicks fan since probably like 2012. Yeah, which is great, though. <laughs> this is what I love. I love when New York sports are playing better because I think yeah. it makes I think it, make, it, makes, it, makes, it, makes, it makes basketball better. Definitely. When the Knicks are good. 100%. 100%. I, I root for New York teams to do well because I feel like when they're struggling, there are, they have a lot of games on TV and nobody wants to watch a Giants team that has four wins. I yeah. want to, but I'm saying the country. No, yeah. I think it always makes things more interesting when New York's doing better, whether it's the Yankees, Mets, obviously the Knicks, the Giants. Yeah. I think it makes sports better. But the Knicks have looked great. I think when you look at that Eastern Conference, I think it's going to really come down to three teams that, that, that are the best teams in the East. I think the Celtics right now probably still the favorite in the East. Rightfully so. They have a great team. I think the Knicks can match up well with them, though. Defensively, especially, the Knicks play very good defense. OG being able to be a 3 and D addition to that lineup was obviously huge. And then if you look at the Cavs, I think the Cavs playing great basketball right now. They won a lot of games, a lot of injuries. They had Evan Mobley hurt for a while. Darius Garland hurt for a while. And Donovan Mitchell was doing a lot with that team with a lot of injuries. Those are my three teams in the East to watch out for. I think Milwaukee's a very good team. I think they have flaws defensively. They're 1-5, I think, to the start of the Doc Rivers era. But I think most of the time there's growing pains when you get a new coach or a big trade or a big player, you know, addition to your lineup. There's always going to be growing pains. They'll probably figure things out at some point, especially when you have Giannis and Damian. You should figure things out. Uh, and then there's one other team in the East. And I'm forgetting uh, the Sixers. With Joel Embiid hurt, I mean, you really can't rely on them to make a big run. You can't expect anything. So we'll see when he comes back from his injury, the meniscus injury. But I think the Knicks can make a run. What team do you fear the most in the East? Celtics, Sixers. I'd, I'd, I'd have to say the Celtics. Celtics. Like, yeah, we've we they always they always like we'll always play close with them and they always pull it out. I think they I think I don't think we beat them yet this year. Like I mean, you guys I think played them hard though. You I think I think we're finally hit, like. I think when we play them again, like we'll be hitting our stride. Definitely, um, get healthy. That's most sure. important. Yeah, we got to get healthy. But um, if I had to make a prediction, like biased kind of, I, I I'm predicting a, a Knicks Celtics Eastern Conference Finals. I like it. Which though. I'd love That'd to be see. Sick. Boston, I New think, York. Yeah, as a New York sports fan living in Boston right now, it'd be, it'd be pretty fun to watch. 100%. Um, but yeah, the, the Cavs look great. They they scare me too. I mean, they've been playing so well. They're so young. You guys beat them last year, though. I know. I mean, it's basically the same squad yeah. for the most part they brought back this year, and you guys yeah. beat them last season. They exactly. added a couple guys like Max Struess and stuff, but basically the same team from last yeah. year. What do you um? How, what do you think about the Doc Rivers hiring? 
you think about it. I thought Adrian Griffin, honestly, wasn't a bad coach. I guess, you know, the way they saw it was Giannis and Damian Lillard, and I guess the team didn't feel like they could, you know, win something with him as the, as the guy in charge. I think they liked him probably as a person. They just didn't think he was the best coach for them. Defensively, they really struggled to start the season, but obviously the offense really figured things out. They had the second-best record of the NBA when they fired Adrian Griffin, yeah. so I was a little bit confused by the move. Maybe he wasn't going to get you over the top, but I don't think you're going to lose a playoff series just because he's your coach. I think what it really comes down to is the players on the court playing defense, guys hustling. That's probably, that's a big difference maker in the playoffs. Uh, but Doc Rivers, I thought at some point he'd jump back into basketball coaching. I thought he'd take this year and just work for ESPN like he was doing. I didn't expect him to jump in midway through the season. He's going to be coached in the All-Star game actually next weekend. So yeah, I, I don't think he expected that, to be coaching that, an All-Star game. That's crazy, right? So I, I didn't know that. So what is it, the the one seed the year before like, so, gets to coach? So it's the one seed, I guess, heading into the All-Star game. So the Celtics are the one seed right now. But since so when it was, Joe Mazzula coached last year, gotcha. you can't do it two years in a row. Okay. So it becomes the two seed. And gotcha. Milwaukee, I guess, is the two seed. So that's why it ends up being Doc Rivers. But yeah. I don't Coaching, know. Coaching like five games. He's won like one game. He's <laughs> one in five, I think, in, in six games uh, yeah. with Milwaukee. It's unfortunate the slow start to their era since I think to, I mean, to the Doc Rivers I, I think, era. I think they'll be fine. But I'm, honestly, I'm not, I'm not as afraid of them as I would have been in years past. Definitely. Like, I think it's the defense is a big problem. Yeah. I mean, I think. Brooke Lopez is great defensively in the paint. He's getting older, but he's good to you can rely on him to make plays. Well, he, he's got he's got Trader, right? Uh, Robin Lopez, his brother oh, did. Sorry. Did you see the meme? His brother like sitting sorry. in the stands. No, no, you're good. I mean, they're both <laughs> on the team. Uh, but his brother Robin got traded. I believe it's a Sacramento. Sacramento's expected to buy him his contract out, so he's gonna end up being a free agent. He was at the Milwaukee Bucks game this past week after being traded, just sitting on the sidelines reading a book. It was great. I, I became more of a fan of Robin Lopez. It was a great vibe. He's just sitting there reading a book, not paying attention. His brother Brooke hits a big three. Robin doesn't pay attention, just sitting there reading a book. It was great. That's awesome. I, it was great. I saw he tweeted that he was teammates with Patrick Beverly for an hour and a half. He was. It was, it was, it was a quick run. It was a quick run. Uh, Patrick Beverly then, you know, obviously now being with the Bucks. That's a good addition to their lineup. They needed yeah. needed some defense. Uh, that's a big addition to their lineup considering I think defense has been their biggest issue all year long. But Doc Rivers, I mean, and a lot of people look at his tenure in the NBA and just look at the one ring he had with the Celtics, which that team was ridiculous talent-wise. I do think he's a good coach. But there's just too many years of inconsistent, like, yeah. you know, endings where like the he, Sixers... He should have gotten farther with that 76ers team 100%. Than he went. Like, it was disappointing every yeah. year. Even last year, I mean, they had a chance to beat the Celtics. They were up in that series, I believe, 3-2. to two. Yeah. They had a chance to put the Celtics away in Game 6. And then, obviously, James Harden and Joel Embiid didn't have the best Game 6 and 7. Game 7 was a real struggle for Embiid and Harden. That was tough. They should have had more, I think, if you look at his mm-hmm. time with the Sixers. Even the Celtics, I mean, they only had one NBA Finals ring. They probably should have won one more. They lost to Kobe in 2009. Uh, that was obviously a big big series. The Celtics honestly should have won, uh, but things just didn't go their way. I don't know if it was coaching that problem. I think it was just Kobe Bryant and that team was just special, uh, the Lakers, that core they had. But he should have done more, I think, if you look at his tenure. So, yeah, no, I agree. I, I think it's tough. I feel bad considering it's been a slow start. I think... When you start that slow, people are going to be on your case always. But I think he'll figure things out. I think they have too much talent in Milwaukee to, to really struggle. So the team you fear the most, probably the Celtics. Yeah, and then I, after that, would you say the Cavs? In the East, yeah, probably. I want to say the Sixes if Embiid was fully healthy. But who knows what Embiid's going to look like two months from now, three months from now, you know? Yeah. And they don't want to force it and, you know, end his, you know, season, you know, him, with him tearing something you, completely. You, you know, it's tough. You want to be careful. You have to be careful with them. Yeah. I don't know. I heard. I heard. Um. I know. Like when he when he missed that Nuggets game, people were saying like, "Oh, he likes to dodge tough." tough That's away what they say. But stuff, so. <laughs> he's got. It's a legit injury. You know, it's nah, like Paul nah. George and Kawhi. The big storyline around them the last three years was Kawhi Leonard and Paul George love to load, load manage, manage love to sit games yeah. out. But they played in a lot of back to backs this season. Paul George is playing through a groin injury right now. 
10 games, he hasn't really been playing good basketball, really struggling from the floor. I think it's best. Honestly, I know people are going to say he loves sitting games out if he sits because Paul George hasn't really sat all season long besides, I think, two games maybe he's missed. If he sits out today versus Detroit and sits out the next three games for the All-Star break, I think that would be the best idea for him. He's got to get healthy. Yeah, why not? The groin's a problem. Uh, and as you've seen with and the Knicks. You, and then you get a week off at the All-Star exactly, break. Exactly. Like, yeah. Which would be huge. And he might even sit out of the All-Star game. Who knows? This is just yeah. a guess. This is what I would do if I was Paul George. And I feel like I don't want to push it. And I don't want to you know, end my season by pulling something completely. Like I think it's best to play it safe. And you've seen the Knicks. They've had guys sit out. And guys can step up and still play like DiVincenzo. Yeah. Guys will have in the Clippers lineup will be able to play. You know, yeah. hopefully Bones Highland gets some minutes at some point if Paul George were to sit out. But you need guys to step up. It's also know? it's also a chance for you to see when you make a playoff from some guys that you wouldn't have seen before that 100%. can that can play really well and Definitely. you didn't know and maybe play a different role than they are right now. And Definitely play more minutes in the playoffs. So it's a, it's it's also a chance like when you're the Clippers and you you have good role guys and definitely good, depth. good reserve guys like you can see what kind of they can do and so I don't think it's a bad time for that a few games before the All-Star break like, why not get let, let let your guys get healthy you know? yeah give him your coffee some more minutes yeah. my boy he's been balling he's had a good season he's a big reason the Clippers are playing good basketball but the James Harden trade we needed I think that's yeah, obviously think that a big a, addition I think that was a great trade for you guys definitely for sure. and we needed something on offense for nights when Paul George is hurt or Kawhi Leonard's not having a great night you needed something else to help offensively and James Harden's instant offense pick and roll he's great he can shoot he can give you 25 any given night but he's only averaging just what 17 or 18 points per game because the Clippers don't need much from them on offense just because they have two superstars in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. One last thing I want to ask of you, when you look at Jalen Brunson's season, he's had a great year, 27 points per game. When do you see him in the MVP race? MVP race, Because that's a big topic of conversation. Is he an MVP candidate or not? I think he is. Personally. I think he should be considering what the I Knicks are I think he should at. be. I mean, yeah, you look, you look at what he's done for this Knicks team as um, everyone will say like, oh, he's, he's, short, he's on the shorter end. Like, but you know what? He's leading that Knicks team he's running he's running the show for them I Definitely. mean you, you he's he's a leader now he had he was tearing up the other day Knicks fans screaming MS, screaming MVP, MVP for him after the that. game after yeah. he had a big game I mean like he he really like appreciates the fans the Knicks haven't had a guy like this that they've absolutely adored I mean you I don't even I don't even I don't even know like mellow in the beginning but then people started to yeah, Knicks fans started to say he was selfish, and then yeah. I don't know. He went for a stats, um, but I, I, I love and you don't you don't see you don't see Brunson like that at all. And I no, mean, he's all, he's you look part. at all the big time guy like big time um, announcers right now, like Shaq, Charles Barkley. They're all saying Brunson should be in the MVP race. So, and I think he should be. They, they know basketball more than I do, and if those guys you know are saying you know that, your sports. I mean, <laughs> you know your basketball. I mean, hey, that's the reason you're on this pod. I need I someone no, to come no, in no. and talk some Knicks. <laughs> you know, I need someone to come in and talk about the Giants. You know yourself. Of course, no, yeah, I just I just meant like he. I'm glad he's getting the recognition he deserves. Definitely. I mean, Definitely. he's he's a he's a stud, and I'm happy to see he's getting the success. That Definitely, he. He's he's he he works he works hard and he he shows it on the court and so definitely you appreciate a guy like that and he's actually a good guy and like he's earned it yeah definitely I, I think when I look at Brunson's game one thing I do worry about I said this on the podcast a couple weeks ago is obviously he's on the smaller size I think in the playoffs I love him obviously in the regular season he's been great I think the playoffs it might be tough in a seven game series just because you can kind of game plan a little bit and figure things yeah, agreed, out obviously that's why I worry about him just I don't know if he's the number one in the playoffs but with that being said. You guys beat the Cavs last year. He proved, you know, he proved everyone wrong last year, and now he's doing it even more. So I'm hoping I'm proved wrong, I'm proven wrong about, you know, him and where he stands, obviously, in, in making a run with you guys. I think you guys can make a run. I'm yeah, not saying that. We I need, just worry a little. But. We need Julius Randle to play well in the playoffs. That's, that's I mean, the, the last two years, he was great in the regular season. Then when the playoffs came around, he forgot how to shoot. So, like, that's a problem. He, yeah. whether it's tired legs or just <laughs> the too big of a moment, like, it just looked like he was gassed and out of it and like yeah. not like a completely different player than he was in the regular season so he needs to just 
stay the like he's he's playing he's, he's hurt right now, but he 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 made the All Star team. Like he was playing great at the beginning of this year. I like you guys. I, I hope, he's a good I hope player, he comes yeah. back and we need we need him to be good in the playoffs because if him and Brunson are both at their Best. top level, yeah. I, I could see us definitely well, making a they're run. They're both playing so. at their top level. That's what we've seen the Knicks do since January first. You guys have the best record in the NBA. So. Uh, and rightfully so, obviously. You guys have been playing great basketball. You deserve it. Uh, I think you guys and the Cavs are the two hottest teams in the NBA right now. The Cavs have won 16 in the last 17, and the Knicks, before these guys got hurt at one point, you had the best record in the new year, which I don't know if things have changed now. Obviously, you did lose a, a game with Brunson and everyone out the other night. But I, the one thing I do worry about is Brunson in a seven-game series just because I think he's probably better as a number two. At the same time, though, number twos can step up and be a big reason you win NBA playoff series and, and win the NBA finals. You know, You need guys to step up around you, which Brunson has proven he can be the guy, obviously, in the regular season. So I hope I'm proven wrong in the playoffs. And that, that's not me rooting against him. I'm rooting for him. I think it would be better if you had him as a number two in the playoffs. That's just because in a seven-game series, I think it might be a little bit tougher. But same with that being we'll said, see. though, we'll I was I proven it, wrong about the contract. I was proven wrong about the contract. I admit that. I always say if I'm wrong about things. Like, I was proven wrong about the contract. And one other thing I was proven wrong about was the Knicks obviously last year beating the Cavs. I didn't expect that at all. I thought the Cavs were going to beat them like five or six games, and the Knicks just completely took them out. Defense was great. You guys were hitting big shots. And like I said, New York, when they're playing good basketball and they're doing well in sports in general, like it's fun to watch. So I'm rooting for the Knicks for that, for that reason. And I'm, and I'm a Clippers fan, so it's not like I you know, have to root against the Knicks. You know what I mean? I, I'm a Clippers fan first, and then I have teams around the NBA I like, like the Sacramento Kings. I don't have a reason to root against the Knicks. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's a good thing. Uh, but anyways, Christian, don't want to take too much more of your time. Anything else you want to add in, whether it's Super Bowl, Knicks, Yankees, which is a nice car horn there. You get to hear what it's like here on the street, which is great. I apologize for the noise, but I think it adds a nice nature element to the pod. You no, know, hearing it's it. It's a beautiful get, day out here in South Boston. The birds are chirping, like you said. Like, you, know what I mean? <laughs> you got the great vibes here. Yeah. And um, it got a great uh, conversation with Christian, obviously. Anything else you want to add in, though? No, I appreciate you having me on. Um, you doing anything tomorrow for the Super Bowl? Hanging out with family? Probably or? hanging out with the fam. Nice. Uh, excited for the game, though. Got some homework to do, unfortunately. So that's going to be something I have to do before the game. I, I know so you're going to be watching the game. I'll be locked in. I'll be locked in. That's going to be something I have to do today the homework to get yeah. ready for tomorrow but uh definitely looking forward to watching though obviously the chips and dip get ready obviously the appetizers and everything getting ready for the there game but uh what about you um i think we're just gonna have a couple friends here um one of our friends girlfriends gonna be cooking some food for us there um, you go yeah so should be a good time there you go with the squad <laughs> why not like, like i said it's, it's about the chips and dip the appetizers exactly. if your team's not in the Super Bowl, it's just about I think you know obviously got, enjoying they, the they game. got throw some money on the chiefs yeah, um, I like the Chiefs to win. I do. Yeah. I think the Chiefs win that game. I, I, think, got, I, know, I know both of us like them. I, I got to do some research tonight on some little parlays I'm going to cook up. There um, you go. Tomorrow, tomorrow's the one day a year I think I can, can gamble a little extra more than I usually do. So Yeah, I mean, why not, right? We do it all in... We, we do it all in, you know, moderate amounts, you know, just, you know, when there's a big game and you want to get a little more tuned in, obviously. Uh, but what we say, obviously, at the end of the day is these are picks for us. We're not giving yeah, anyone advice exactly. to go out there and throw money out the window. We're just doing this for us, just for fun, for entertainment purposes, as Phil Grimaz and Zoleka Bertrand say on 98.5, the sports hub. They do for entertainment purposes. We're not giving anyone advice yeah. to go out. But we do. We both do like the Chiefs. Um, and that's the team I'm rooting for. I think at the end of the day, the NFL wants to see Taylor Swift on the field with Travis exactly. Kelsey. They, Maybe he'll propose. After, Maybe he'll propose if they win or something. Dude, I, I wouldn't be surprised. There was a, a prop bet I saw, like, is somebody going to be proposed to after the game, whether it's Taylor or someone else? Like, really? Yeah, then you can bet on it, which well, I'm not going to bet well, on that. I don't advise thing, anyone to because who knows? Like, You know what I mean? only thing that worries me, if that does happen, no one's going to be talking about the game. Yeah, no <laughs> one's exactly. No one. 
that that's going to take a different different that's going to take stuff away from Mahomes if he wins. People are just going to talk about, you know, proposal rather than him having a great game if he does, you know. But uh Christian, thank you so much for coming on. I'll definitely have you on again. We'll talk obviously about the Yankees at some point, which we have a friend Jack Totoli, he's going to come on and talk about the Yankees and the Juan Soto trade, which yeah. a big move there for New York. Uh, all of you come on, talk about that anytime, as always. It's a true pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time yeah, to come on here, me. obviously. And obviously, it was great vibes here being able to talk sports with you. It's always a great time talking sports with you, but beautiful day like this, it's even better. Uh, so thank you so much. Looking forward to you being on again. And we'll talk BC as well at some point. We'll talk BC basketball, which we already did that today before the podcast. But uh, We have to talk some BC baseball. After BC had, baseball, after yes. After you had their new coach on. I used to work I, for the team at BC, yes. so... I'm a big supporter of the squad. So. There you go. Now, you know all the guys. I mean, the core, for the most part, stayed. They had some guys transfer, like Julian Tagini. I think I have to pronounce his name right. He mm-hmm. transferred yep. out. Um, and then the catcher you liked left as well. Yeah. Um, Bronx native. Yeah, yes. he's gone. So. He left. Uh, Guzman. Guzman, yes. Yeah. Adonis Guzman, was it? Yep. So he's yeah, gone, he's unfortunately. Gone. Um, but they have a good core there still. They still got yeah. Joey Ryan and Cam Leary's still there. Cam Leary's still there. Year, yep. Yeah. One more year. Barry Walsh is still there for one more year. Um, Schroeder's still there. Um, Eric Short of the pitcher, he's still there. And they have one other guy, um, and I was just mentioning his name in the podcast, like the 6 7 pitcher. Uh, uh, Johnny West. Johnny West is still yeah. there. Uh, so they I think have a good core. Great this year, too. So. Should be fun. Yeah. Definitely have you on again anytime, though. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. So thank you guys for taking the time to listen. As always, I appreciate it. And here he is, Christian Kutsubis, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. It was awesome talking some sports with you, Joey. Appreciate it, as always. Take care, guys. Have a good one and enjoy tomorrow's Super Bowl. Thank you.